This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of NRL Boom Rookies. I am Matt Bungard. Alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. Hello, everybody. And uh, with our third man in today, uh, lucky young Sam Thiday, is uh, our Cowboys fan, uh, Mark McDonald. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I am really good. And I'm sure you're great as well after your mighty Cowboys just had far too much firepower for Mitch's hapless Brisbane Broncos uh, last night. How am I doing this tonight, by the way, Matt? I'm doing Cowboys and Titans back to back. Like, are we, are we, are we fucking kidding? <laughs> yeah, so I'm sure people have worked out that we're um, recording like three or four of them in one night and then spacing them out. So these are the first batch that we're going to be recording after trial games were played. I have had a couple of messages from um, new Patreons who were annoyed that they weren't getting shout outs in the later episodes this week after they signed on. Like they signed on on like Thursday, but they shout outs went and sat out. I was like, mate, it's because we recorded on Wednesday. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But anyway, but we're back up to date and we've had some footy behind us now. And yeah, so next up is the Cowboys. I guess, Mark, I mean, much like with our Storm fan, I mean, we're fascinated to have people who don't live in Melbourne slash Townsville, who are fans of those teams. So why don't you just quickly tell us a little bit how you became a Cowboys fan? Uh, basically JT, really. Um, my dad's cousin actually played for the Bulldogs back in the day. So I used to go to a lot of their games and watch JT coming up through the ranks. He quickly became my favourite player. And then once he left, I, I basically just followed him up. So that's generally the gist of, of how it all went. I like it. You were a LeBron James fan before it was fashionable, but you, yeah, <laughs> basically. So, so is that saying you could be a free agent at any moment though? If you find uh, a player, if I'm, JT I'm pretty, comes pretty back well this year. Pretty, pretty well committed now. Yeah. And obviously, of course, the last couple of years haven't been that good. I mean, obviously 2015 was fantastic for you, but um, yeah, I guess how are you feeling coming out of last year and into this year? I mean, the Cowboys have, Probably one of the biggest, uh, I guess, personnel changes in that they've got a new head coach. So I guess, uh, what were your takeaways from last year? And how are you feeling going into this year? Uh, last year was rubbish. The year before was rubbish. Even, <laughs> even the year we made the grand final in 2017 was rubbish. We just scraped in with St. George losing to the Bulldogs in the last round, I think. So You had the, um, the largest premiership hangover in NRL history. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't have been that way either. You think most premiership teams end up losing a lot of their key players. We we kept them for probably too many years, unfortunately. So, yeah, it's just one of those things. I, I don't think we got rid of players when we should and, yeah, kept paying them too big money. Yeah. I just want to mention, I know it's not relevant to this podcast, but I have <laughs> to mention it. I met Mark, I think, I don't know if we met once or twice. Yes, but I know the yes, first yes, time yes. I met Mark, and we've spoken about this game before in this podcast, but it was that goddamn crazy Eels-Cowboys game in <laughs> June 2015. Yeah. June 8, 2015. Me and Bungard somehow ended up... Randomly went to a game. A Pertec on a Monday night. And that was that game with the Cowboys won 36-30. But if people listening have forgotten how quickly that comeback happened, it was 30-6 in the 53rd minute. <laughs> The 53rd minute, right? Yeah. 12 game minutes later. <laughs> sorry. 13, 13 game minutes later, it was 30 all. And then a yeah. minute later, they scored again. Yeah. And it was like, 
It was one of those comebacks. Like usually you think a 30 point comeback happens right to the bell. This one happened no. in like a 15 minutes. They'd score. Gavin Cooper scored points. eight tries, I want to say. <laughs> well, it, was, it was three tries in 11 minutes for, for yeah. Gavin Cooper. That was, that was a great shout because we were sitting up the other end. And then I remember, like, I was like, oh, my friends Kathy and Mark are down in the Cowboys Bay. Let's go, let's go say hello to them at half time. And then we just stuck around to watch the second half with you, not expecting anything. And then I think me and Mitch were actually in a bunch of like the celebratory videos and photos of like the Cowboys players oh, coming over to the away bay and stuff to give applause to the fans because we just hung around. But yeah, that was a crazy night. And yes, um, that is the that is the, I think the only time you two have met. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry for the derailment, but I had to no. But that game. that game was incredible. <laughs> and if anyone hasn't hasn't, I mean, it's always it's one of those games that's always worth a rewatch, right? Like definitely, especially for you. Um, yeah. So I guess for twenty twenty one, Todd Payton coming in as head coach is huge. You lose couple of players Gavin Cooper finally retires Tom Opacek goes John Asiata goes down to the Broncos didn't really That's sort of yeah yeah for sure I uh, didn't really sort of I guess turn any heads with your on-field signings Lachlan Burr's probably the only one that will feature heavily in first grade if at all but um yeah the signing of Todd Payton is absolutely massive so maybe we should start there how are you feeling about the new regime and do, do you think they were done with Paul Green yeah, I think I think Paul Green had run his race. I don't think he had much he could offer. I think if he if he was going to make any changes, it had to be three years ago, and I, I don't think he was capable. Whether whether it was a club decision to keep all the players that we did, or whether it was directly him, I, I just don't think he was going to make any any major changes to the team or how it was going forward. So. Uh, signing Todd Payton, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Another rookie coach. Uh, seem to do good things at the Warriors, so let's let's hope he can bring some of that that sort of stuff back to us, and we'll, we'll only improve. It's almost so like in in rugby league. I know fans generally, or not fans, people often want to go find an experienced coach, or they go from a rookie coach and they go, "Oh, next coach, I want I want an experienced one." It like never happens that an experienced coach, you know, rocks up at someone after being sacked. Firstly, and is good at the next club, like. NRL, the, the pool is so small of head coaches. The salary cap is so even that good coaches generally get them on their first contract or you don't get them. Or you have to poach them like when Wayne left Brisbane after 20 years. Like, yeah. So you've, I, rookie coach or not, you've done the right thing to mind getting a rookie coach. And I've been really impressed with Peyton. And I think you probably would have been over the last few months as well. But I think the main thing is it just has to not be poor green football again. And I think that's probably been the ethos at training all off season. Like, yeah. That team couldn't shake that off, hey, the last couple of years. Yeah, it's just just too structured, I think. And when they get set in their robotic ways, teams figure it out. And, mm. yeah, you just – you don't get out of that overnight. Uh, the same coach isn't going to be able to change that, I don't think. And I think we'll probably still have some issues with that going forward into this year. Hopefully, we, we've shake, shaken it all off. But, yeah, I think we'll still have – some of that structure just mm. ingrained into the, the players and it'll, it'll take a while to shake that off. I think Yeah, it had to kind of go when Thurston left because Thurston, not that Thurston was the king of structure, but Thurston was obviously one of the Kings of decision-making, which in structure is a lot of what you have to do at the right time always. And when he left, when the structure start getting slow or you, you pre, they're too predictable. Like, you know, if you, if your hands at the first receiver aren't slight enough, the whole play breaks down, whatever. Thurston was good at everything. So every move sung. You guys had so many movements the last two or three years that like, yeah, you just do this big sweep, slow play, end up like the ball on the wing and nothing happened. The fence yeah. wasn't drawn in. Like all that changed. But the cattle changed too. Hey, like guys like, you know, if you've got like a Scott Drinkwater in your team now, 
a Val Holmes, a, a, a Tabuai Fidel, these kind of guys, they they kind of flourish outside of structure. Yeah. It yeah, didn't make any sense. Yeah, definitely. And even JT, like you, you'd mm. play that structure, but when it wasn't working, he was the kind of guy that you could go away from the structure mm. and pull, yep. something, pull something out of nowhere and not really cop any flack for it. Whereas someone like a, a Clifford, tried to break a, away from the structure. He was copying a lot of lot of stuff in post press match conferences and, and all that sort of stuff. So I think, yeah, when, when you got JT, you can afford to have that structure. But yeah, he, he was the kind of player that at the drop of a hat, he could go outside that structure and mm-hmm. make it look like it was supposed to be a structured play. Whereas, yeah, at the moment, I don't think we have anyone that really can play structured football, but then yeah, take take it away from the structure yeah. they, they need to. Yeah, and so um, I guess it, it does suck a little bit for you guys that you're losing Jake Clifford this year. I think he's going to be a big loss. I mean, he, he, I thought he looked pretty handy last night. But um, Scott Drinkrod, I thought, may, may, was really exciting every time he got the ball last night. I think he's one that you guys should be looking ahead to the future. But um, So not for the future, for this year, I should say. But um, yeah, who are some veteran players that you think are in for a, a good year? Well, I think we need Michael Morgan to stay injury-free this year. Um, if, he, if he can stay injury-free, start playing some of his better football, I think we're, we're in with a decent chance. I think that, that 2017 finals run with him really leading the team was the sort of football we need to see from him from here on out, especially on the, the money he's on. And if he can link up with Val Holmes, who I suppose is not really... I suppose you'd call him a veteran these days. He's been around for quite a while. If those two can form a combination, I think we're we're going to be in quite a good, better spot than we have been anyway. Yeah, um, Mitch. Any anyone that catches your fancy? Maybe Justin O'Neill. <laughs> um, everyone has liked this Cowboy squad for quite some time. Like in every preseason for the last few years, a lot of things have had people have had you in their eight for the very reason of that squad on paper. I couldn't do it because of Paul Green, the football coach. But I think the, the one of the guys that's in for a really big year that's been around for a while there is is Frank Molo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think there's a good chance and we, we won't know till round one. And last night they didn't give anything away. They moved Val Holmes around, Fidel around, drink everyone moved around a lot. But without McLean and without Maguire, we don't know how round one's gonna shake out yet. But I hear there's a fair chance he starts at prop. Yeah, I think I think that would be a, a very good option. I think, yeah, he's he's a very good player, and yeah, I think that the forwards really need to they really need to rocket up in this year. I think, yeah, there's been a, a bit of a letdown probably the last couple of years. I mean, Josh Maguire, he he goes hard, but. I think he spends a bit more time on the sideline than we really need him to with, with suspension. So, and Jordan McLean, unfortunately coming from the Melbourne system, I don't think he's really been crash hot for the amount of money that we've paid for him. So, and anyone yeah. that can put a rocket up behind those two, <laughs> I think uh, going to be a massive benefit to the team. And I think Molo's, I think Molo will push them to, to the absolute limit, I think. I agree. And another interesting thing that came out of the trial, and I'd heard about it before that game happened, but McLean pulled out at the start of the game. So we spoke about a few teams over these previews trying out that small lock role. 
Ruben Cotter started that trial lock with Tamalolo at prop. And I don't think we're ever going to see that during the season, but we're definitely going to see Cotter coming on and spelling Tamalolo. I think that's really interesting from like a style standpoint that you you like, it's such a different mix of the lock position in your team whilst you'll have a lot of meter meter eating props. And I'm really interested to see what happens, like say the end of a game, you know, he's might be playing the Asada role, I guess, but I say end of a game, what are you going to end games with say Tamalolo, Cotter, and plus one or similar. I don't know, but I'm interested to see what happens there. And I think probably the first time in a while as a Cowboys fan that you'll be seeing different things happening on the field. And yeah. and I think that's probably, it probably gets you excited, I'm, I'm hoping anyway. Well, I think even with, with Cotter, I think the, the hooker role itself isn't really, isn't really decided yet. I mean, Campbell came last night and had a decent second half. But in him in the last couple of years, he hasn't really made the hooker position his. So I think Cotter on the bench, probably in that backup hooker role, might be the the ideal option. And then he can come on and and play those those other forward roles if someone does unfortunately go down with injury. Come on and uh, uh, had a mental blank on our other hooker at the moment. Uh, Aaron Payne, Reese Robson, the, he's the baller. Reese Robson, that that's the one. Yeah, Aaron Payne's a bit bit back in the day. Yeah? <laughs> Mate, he's fat now, it. by the way. Yeah, shocking. <laughs> how how much are we talking? Oh, we're talking not, not Mark Riddell now, but Mark Riddell like two years after playing. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he, he had a bit of a stint in the coach's box last year, and he, he's a he's a unit now. So he is. He's, he's the coach up with the Blackhawks now. I'm very excited though. Ruben caught another one that they're shuffling anywhere around the forwards. It is officially small man season. We're we're taking over. Yeah. These, these short things. Very happy to hear it. Um, Mark, who's a who's a young guy you're looking at? I mean, it can be someone who played a little bit of first grade, like, like, like Fast Guy, for example, or it could be someone we might not know about. Well, sorry, Mitchell know about them, but who I might not know about, the listeners <laughs> might not know about. Uh, I really I really don't think he can go past the hammer this year. I think he's put himself in good position in the games he played last year, and I think he's only going to improve. I think he's bulked up a bit. I mean, we, we tried playing him at centre for half a game last night and I don't think that worked out, but you put him on the wing outside anyone really, get him some early ball and I think I think he's going to have a massive year. He's already he's already this year's uh, Josh Adokar award winner in terms of commentators refusing to call him by his real name. But every <laughs> time he came near the ball last night, it was, oh, the hammer, the hammer's involved. I don't think they called him by his real name a single time. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a, a bit of a tongue twister. I, I still struggle with it, and I've I've been watching him for a little while. Yeah, but you're now. not getting paid to say the players' <laughs> names. That's yeah. the difference. Yeah, that, that's true. But I don't know. They seem to like nicknames, don't they? It's, they do. And the hammer is a very good nickname. I prefer fast guy personally, but <laughs> yeah. you know, maybe that's because I came up with it. I don't know. Yeah. Mitch. Uh, so obviously the hammer. But the other ones I really like, and the Cowboys have some sneaky depth up there. People don't seem to pick around your edges as much as they shoot other clubs, that is. But uh, Peter Holler and, and Tom Gilbert have been coming for a little while now. Yep. And I, I don't know if both of them make that bench. I don't know if one of them makes it at the start of the season, but I have big wraps on both those guys. So I'm interested to see how they, how they play out. And also the situation with Dunn, Wright, and Cohen Hess. That has to come to a head at some point. Like, like I don't know, Cohen S, he's had last chance how many times? Yeah, I think he, he needs a big year this year or 
unfortunately, I think that's that's going to be it for him. If he's not if he's not going to do it this year, I don't think he's ever going to do it. I um, yeah, yeah, I think they're I think they're great shouts. I also um, I know one guy they've got huge raps on as well, who Jonathan Thurston actually mentioned last week was De- is Dejan Azzi as well, who didn't get on the field in the in the All Stars game, but like another guy who we saw a little bit in first grade last year, and another one who's tip for big things. Do you think? It's probably more of a backup year for him until Clifford goes this year. Is that is that probably more likely, do you reckon? I think so. I think he might still be on a development contract as well. So he technically yeah. can't play until a certain point of the season, I think I've read. I wouldn't quote me on that. Didn't he play yeah. a bunch of games last year? That's yeah. D- yeah different. The, the rules have changed with oh, okay. COVID stuff. So I think he only, he only got game time last year because they changed those rules. And I think they're still different this year that he can't play until round 11 or something. Something like that. They're like, no young children are playing until Suwali's allowed to. That's yeah. the Valandis edict. I think it's like round 10 and then round 11 is further opening to reserve graders. But again, don't quote me on that because it's changed so much in the last like two yeah. weeks. I don't even fully know if that's the rule. Yeah, who, who, who knows? There's too much to keep up with with all the, the changes yep. there they've been making. So Yeah. Well, and, um, and it's my, very keen, sorry, very keen to see though that that, Makeup. I don't know how they're going to play because they didn't reveal it all last night either. But it did start. Drinkwater at one, Hammer at the centers, Val on the wing. I have no idea how this is actually going to shake out in the game. And to be honest, I'm kind of keen that if it does, it doesn't matter. If you get me, if all three of those guys are playing and they move around a bit, I'm actually pretty keen on that. Like if you're smart enough, coach, figure it out. The Hammer Fluid. had issues. Total football. Yeah. The yeah. Hammer had issues in defense, but no shit, he's got issues in defense. His first game defending at center. That's it. Yeah, interesting, and it's certainly more exciting than watching Justin on, on the other side of the pitch. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, well, he didn't he didn't he cop a bath in the first half as well? Yeah. Poor old Justin. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think the I think the team will be more like what we put out in the second half. So that was yeah. Val, Val back fullback. Uh, Drinkwater was in the halves with Morgan, mm. and the Hammer was back on the wings. So. Yeah, and Masters is in the right center. O'Neill left center. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Mark, what's a game you've got penciled into the calendar specifically? And you can't just say every time they play in Sydney. <laughs> well, unfortunately, even round one, they're in Sydney, but I'm, I'm away for a, a Bucks weekend. So okay. I'm going to have to miss that one. But I think round one is going to be a massive test against Penrith. Um, I think that will really give us a, a good showing of where we're at coming into the season. Uh, ho- hopefully we don't start slow because I think if we get pumped in that game, that'll that'll really knock our confidence around and probably ruin us for the rest of the season. So, yeah. Um, then of course, in any any game against the Broncos is all a, a big deal. So I think your your mic, like I think your Zoom uh, dropped out a bit there, but I caught the end of it. I, th- I think I think your Zoom yeah. dropped out a little bit. We caught the end, which was the Broncos, which I think is an astute <laughs> choice. <laughs> True shot. Yeah. Um, so I guess what what are your uh, where do you, where have you got the Cowboys on the ladder, Mark? I think you guys are going to scrape into the finals. I have got you guys as my eighth spot. I, I would take that coming into the season. I'd, I'd be very happy with that as a result. If we can play finals football this year, I think that'll be massive. Well, I think anywhere from seven, eight, nine, ten, I think is a, a good season for us. Um, any, anything above that is amazing. Yeah, Mitchell. 
Well, I've made adjustments to my ladder because we can, we've been going for two weeks. I've I've moved the knights out of my out of my eight. I've moved them out. That of was six. that bad in that one trial game. No, You're not off. the trial. I've moved them. Uh, yeah, I had a few discussions last week, and I've moved them out. I've got them out before the trial game. I've got them down. I've moved them down to ninth, and I've sorted the Cowboys in in sixth. And I had them in the finals before that anyway, but I essentially bumped the t- all the teams up a place from there, moving them down. But yeah, I, I had the Cowboys in the finals. Basically, my rules, as I said to you guys, you've got to at least drop two or three teams out of the finals every year. That's how this works. Yeah. So I picked the ones I think that are the best teams of the bottom half, and I put them in. And I think the Cowboys are on that path, and they have a they have a strong roster, a new coach, hopefully new energy for, for them, and and some solidish depth that like losing a forward or two or a back or two shouldn't really hurt them that much. Like they're not superstar depth, but if Justin O'Neill misses the game and Javid Bowen feel, feels in, you're sweet. You know, if Hess yeah. or Dunn is out, Wright's there. You've got middles coming out your ass. Like, it's a pretty good roster. And they have good problems. It's a good problem trying to figure out where you play the Hammer, Holmes, Drinkwater, Morgan. That's a good problem. Yeah. So I've no, got definitely. them in my finals. Yeah. Um, well, we haven't really talked about... We haven't really talked about the main man at all. We've got a few more minutes, but um, Jason Tamalola, there's been a lot of chat about whether he's going to have a reduced role and whether he's going to have a higher impact in shorter stints this year. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, it does seem like an interesting concept. Uh, I think he's just one of those players. The more minutes he's on the field, the better he seems to go. So, I mean, you'd like to take some of the pressure off him by having your other forwards actually do some work, which I don't think... <laughs> He hasn't really had for quite a while. He's out there putting up 300 metres and no one else is really matching those sort of numbers. So I think, yeah, I think you'll start on less than minutes, but I think over, over the year, I think you'll bump up more and more and more. Like when you're paying players a million dollars, you don't want them sitting on the bench for too long, really. So Or playing on the wing. Or, play, or playing on the wing. It, it's a tough one. Hey, mate, like as you said, he's, he's so good in those big minutes. It'd be hard as a coach to stick to that. Oh, I'm going to play you less, and you're going to have a higher impact. Yeah. It'd be so hard to stick to that because he's really he's still the best forward in the world when he plays 65. Yeah. So, definitely. and and I guess it's good to have that in your back pocket though, knowing that you know, yeah, most weeks he's going to play 55 or 50, but if we need him to, we can get 70 out of him. You know, if we yeah. need need to. So, yeah, we have real tough problem. <laughs> what to do with Jason Tamalolo? <laughs> oh, that's uh, the hard one. The best forward in the world. What do we do? It's a, it's a dilemma. Um, uh, put him at fullback. See how he goes. So I've got um, a question. Now, what's your opinion on on Michael Morgan? Obviously, he's, he's stuck there for a while, but as being the seven or a six in that side. Well, I, I love the guy. I've loved mm. him for a long time. So I, I want to see him succeed. Um, when, when he's on, he's brilliant. I think he's just mm. lacked a bit of confidence. And when JT was in the team, I think he took a bit of a back seat and that's probably set him back a little bit, having the best player in the world doing most of the work. Uh, I, I really hope he, he comes good, gets injury-free for a couple of seasons at least. And, yeah, takes us a long way into some finals for the next few years. Yeah, I think that's... um. The tough thing with him is that we all thought that 2017 run was kind of like the yeah <laughs> not not the coming of age because Thurston played the year after, but it was like the showing what he could do without Thurston. And then I guess the last few years when he played 20 games in 2019, but it didn't feel like he played that many. And last yeah. year only played six games. He hasn't really even had that opportunity to really shine to see if he can do that. But 
you know, as you know, he's one of the most talented footballers going around. There's a reason why he makes every rep team. They don't really care where they play him. People know he's got bags of talent. So he's hoping he can stay fit. Yeah, I think that's his biggest battle is if, if those shoulders hold up, that who, who knows what he can, what he's capable of. I think that, that 2017 run shows showed pretty much what he is capable of. But then again, you come back 2018, you thrust JT back into the side, he kind of takes that back seat again. You've probably lost all that development that he's made through that run to then put it all back onto JT and, yeah, just take, take it easy behind him, like, I'd do the same thing if I was playing with the best player. <laughs> yeah, here's the ball. Off you go. Like, That's fair. <laughs> Tough to argue with that. And before we go, just want to give a quick shout out to the people in the top two tiers of our Patreon. Um, we've been absolutely inundated with new pledges over the past fortnight. It has been absolutely incredible. It's been by a distance the biggest growth period we've had since we started doing this 10, 10 months ago, Mitch, 10, 11 months ago. Patreon, um, yeah, 11 months ago. Yeah, yeah it, it, the last couple of weeks, you guys have absolutely blown it away. We passed 100 the other day. It's just kept climbing as well. And, you know, to put that in perspective, I know, like, there's YouTubers who I watch who have, you know, like 600,000 views on all their videos and they'll have, like, 500 patrons on their Patreon. So for us to have a fifth of that is just, you know, absolutely ridiculous. You guys are the best listeners in the world. Uh, we can't thank you enough. Mitch, is there anything else to you? Uh, get over, on, get on there, join the Discord. Discord's live and that's been awesome so far. So we're, we're on Discord talking about footy, obviously, and a lot of other garbage. If you want to make a lot of money on NBA Top Shot, we're over yeah, there. A lot of Top uh, Shot chat. There's a punters club, there's pet pics, food, drink, whatever. It's good fun. Yeah, and yeah, it's, that's it's uh, popping off. Only way to get into the Coltrane Cup, you can't buy your way in like some nefarious people try to do with cash payments. Only way to get into the Coltrane Cup, the tipping comp, and you want to be in it because it's a lot of fun. Um, before we get out of here, give a shout out to the people in the top two tiers. This list just keeps getting longer, which I guess is a good problem to have. But Bert Andrews, Dave, Carlo Tyson, Adam Whitehope is a new one. Thank you very much, Sam Anderson, Ben Wallace, Blake Moretti, another new one, uh, Butsy. Uh, CTO, Cam Beswick, Chris Avnell, Chris Slade, uh, Dan Cullinane, uh, Doc Hogg. I think that's, is that a new one or have they just changed the name? I'm not sure. Uh, an anonymous backer, Frankie, Harvey G, Jace G, Jake Harper, James K, Jason, Josh Brandon, Leon, Maddie Jenkins, Matt Coleman, Matthew Duggan, Maddie McP, Michael Murray, Morgan Watkins, Never Trendy, Old Mama Bear, Roxanne Clark, Simo, Stephen Hickey. Is that a new one? I think that is. Thanks, Steve. Uh, Ty, Thor Laycock. Tom Hardy, Warwick Ahern, and Wayne Ritchie. Uh, that is Jesus. that list is just getting so long. Um, you guys are awesome. One uh, one we, more we shout out. You. Yeah, it's it's a classic. Uh, we all know about the Barber Brothers. Everyone heard about Ben. That was a better one coming. Yeah, well, we've got the better Campton brother on board. So shout yeah, out to Declan he, Campton. <laughs> we can't be giving two dollar patrons shout. He's getting one. You he can't be doing shot that. At Campo. That's why. Oh, that's actually one. no. I'm back in spite. Yes. Yes. Although allegedly, allegedly, the conversation between the brothers Campton went, "Get me a stubby holder." No, I can't. You have to sign up for the Patreon. I don't want to. You have to. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we might actually have old Nick to thank for that. But oh, um, I still want to slam him. Fuck it. <laughs> no, make them fight. Just put, put two brothers camped in a cage and just see what happens. Oh, like that's another Patreon tier, mate. Twenty-five dollar tickets. <laughs> <laughs> we could make a killing. All right. Um, all right, uh, Mark, uh, thanks so much for coming on. Um, is there anything else uh, you want to say? Any shouts or anything before we got out of here? Ah, uh, not really. Just go Cowboys. I do appreciate <laughs> that. And if you guys uh, want to follow Mark on Twitter, you can do so. It's um, 
at Marco Mac. Uh, how, how do we spell it again, Mark? I don't know. That, at the Marco Mac. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> yep. Too easy. And um, yeah, Cowboys definitely a team to watch this year. Um, and one I think most people will be keeping a close eye on as someone to improve. So thanks again for coming on, mate. Really appreciate it. Anytime. And say goodbye, Mitchell. Hey, goodbye, Mitchell. Mitchell. <laughs> and it's goodbye from me. <laughs>